Good morning. Welcome to the Barnes Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And good morning again to everybody here, and happy Thanksgiving, or belated Thanksgiving. Everybody had a good time? Yeah. Um, did you take time to thank God for something? You did. What? For being alive. For being alive. Right on. Okay. Good. Everybody had turkey? I think that this is my last year eating turkey on Thanksgiving. It's kind of boring. Don't you think? It's like so rude. <laughs> turkey. I don't know. I just have some hot links or something. It's so routine now. Turkey dressing. <laughs> no. Am I the only one thing that way? Next time you go, make sure you're hungry. I was hungry. Yes. It wasn't a problem with the cook. It was just kind of boring. You know, same old food. I'm going to some new food for Thanksgiving. Get the mics working. Um, I do have a question before I get into what I want to talk about. And also, if you have questions, I, I want them as well. I was thinking over the weekend, I, I was flipping through the TV there, and I saw, uh, I saw a documentary, part of the documentary about the civil rights movement and how they used to go. One thing that they did was they would go to white, I think white restaurants, and they would do sit-ins. Remember that? They would do sit-ins at white restaurants or white establishments. And I remember thinking this when I was a teenager because we used to do sit-ins as well. And I remember thinking, how come, uh, now I could be wrong about this. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying I was thinking, all right? So I'm up for correction on this. And, uh, but when they would go and sit in white restaurants, like do sit-ins, and I was, I, I've never really understood why they did that. And I saw it again this weekend. It reminded me that they had done that. And I still don't quite understand why they did sit-ins in white cafes. Who understand it? You understand it? Is that even in the department stores, you couldn't uh, shop <clears throat> and um, eat at the uh, restaurants or the cafeterias or any of that. And if you did, you walked up to one side and bought, purchased what you need and taken it with you. Oh, so that's why they, they protest, they sat it, they went and did sit-ins yes. at the white restaurant? Yes, mostly white. You think they should have done that? Yeah. You do? Yes. You think so too, Francisco? Yes. It, it, oh, okay. Let's take Hermes. That's all you're going to say, yes, sir. Oh, uh, stop right here first with the young lady. I thought it was just simply to show their hatred. To show the black people that hated white folks? No, to show the white the White, white people that they hated hatred. black people. Oh, okay. That's why they did sit-ins for white cafes? Yeah. You think they should have done that? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, Hermes? Well, I think you already answered why, why they did 
Oh, so you, is that why they did it? Yeah. You agree with what they, they said? Right to be served at okay. those establishments because pretty much all the uh, restaurants and, and the cities were owned by whites. I mean, the laws were against blacks, so you, know, you, you think go they somewhere you want to go, huh? You think they should have done that? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And everybody on this side agree, too, they should have done it. Yes. All the white people agree? Yes. Y- y'all scared not to agree? Yes. No. <laughs> now, here's my opinion about that. And correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. Um, I don't think they should have done that. I would, because if you, a restaurant is not a government-sponsored program, right? Most of the time, you build it on your own, with your own money and all that. Am I right about that? No. Normally, government don't give you money to build a restaurant normally, right? True. Isn't that true? True. Okay. And so if white people built their own restaurants, why would you force yourself in there and then they're doing the cooking, they're doing the feeding, won't they spit in your food and all that kind of stuff? I'm just thinking out loud here. Isn't that true or not? To me, if somebody builds a business, and it's not a government business where my tax dollars are helping, helping to sponsor it, and they don't want me to come in and take my money, I don't want to go in there. And I'm not going, it's like going to somebody's house on, on a, you know, and not welcome there. And um, to me, that never made sense that they would force themselves to go into a white restaurant and make these people serve them not knowing what's going to happen in the back back there in the kitchen, you know. And I don't think they have, now you could correct me out there too, audience, if I'm wrong. They, don't have, they didn't have a right to do that, I don't think. When I grew up, and I grew up on a plantation, all right, and I, on the real deal, some of the guys have gone down there and seen it. We had, they had black restaurants, you know. I remember when we would go to town, there was a black cafe right in the middle of town. And we would go shopping, and they would go down to the black cafe, have lunch, and, they, and, and just have some fun. They had a, a little jukebox in there. We would dance on Saturday while the parents were shopping. And, and then where I lived, out on the plantation, there were black restaurants out there. They had some of the best fried chicken. And I remember, I can smell it now. And so I never would go in and protest a white cafe because I didn't trust that they were... Uh, treat my food right. <laughs> and my grandmother always said, if you're not welcome, don't go to nobody's house. And if, you, if they don't welcome you there, then don't go. And that's how I grew up thinking about that. And I'm thinking, that doesn't, I never understood why they did that. But I'm glad you guys cleared me up. You thought it was the right thing. Yes, Richard? Yeah, and some of the, uh, like I said, department stores, clothing stores and and whatever, they had um, cafeterias as well. And if you spend your money buying items in the department area and they had a, a cafeteria right. area and you wanted to get something to eat there or like the way it smelled, you couldn't do it, like I said, unless you went to the side. But so you, didn't was, have to, you don't have to shop there, though. Yeah, we had, just like you were saying, just stated earlier, that we had black restaurants as well. Yeah, but so we used, what do you think about my point in that in the, ca- in the restaurants where there were no closing stores, they, they went in there and, and just forced these people to feed them. What do you think Well, about in that? part, I think what do you you're think? correct. Am I wrong what I'm saying no, in here? In part, I think you're correct. In part, I think you're not. Why not in part? In the white restaurants, I agree with you in part. 
Okay, but in the in the uh, department stores where they did have yeah. restaurants or cafeterias or soda bars, you could sit and drink and spend your money also yeah. in the department stores. That's one one item that I think you might be incorrect. That's why they protested uh, Woodward, if I'm not mistaken, W.L. Woodward. Right. And some so of they have Sears. a little cafe in there. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I agree with that part. And, but how about this? I never uh, thought about it. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, also, it was it was time for change. Don't know who started it, but it was time. Uh, but you can't force somebody to feed you in their own cafe. They're going to spit in your food, put all kinds of stuff in it. It wasn't all. It was also. It was. It wasn't <laughs> only the the food uh, places, and they picked the the big ones because those are they can get the most. Uh, no, they did the little cafes too. Well, they they picked the big ones like Woolworth. No, but they did regular restaurants. Yes, yes, but they got more publicity with the big ones. Oh, okay. Right, and yeah. they also did uh, um, on buses. My own father was was almost carted off to jail because he came into this country and he said. Well, my only thing is the bus is a different situation. That's a city sponsored thing. It was a so whole... my tax dollars are paying for that anyway. I'm only talking about the location where my tax dollars didn't come out. To, to sponsor, you know, to help. If I'm paying for it, then I have a right to be a part of it. But if I'm not paying for it, I don't have a right to be a part of something else that somebody else has, somebody else built. And so that's all I'm talking about. It's a, it was a big picture. The whole civil rights era was, was a big picture, and it included all those items uh, okay. uh, for change to make And plus, we were better cooks anyway. That's true. <laughs> you know, we were better cooks. They hired us to cook. Let me, I'm going to take, dang, I didn't know it could go this long. I'm going to take, I'm going to take this side, then I come, we'll wind it up on this one. Uh, let me take Ermis first, and then, I, and then I come to you. I was going to say, though, because the laws were against them, and they weren't able to establish their businesses where they wanted to. But that's not true, though. That is true. No, they couldn't we, just, a black business person couldn't just, build a restaurant where he wanted to. They had to build their businesses on their <laughs> side of town. So there what's is wrong certain, with that? What's that? What's wrong with that? Okay, what if you're now, not... Okay, a- that's a different story. You can change the laws. They should have changed the laws where we could freely go to any part of the land. So I'm not talking about that either. I'm only talking about the private restaurants that white people built with their own dough, with their own hands... Why did they force those people to change their rules? Because if we didn't go in there and then the business right next door allowed us to come in, that business is going to make buku money. And then, believe me, this business next door is going to change too automatically if they want money. Because people are in business to make money. And if they didn't, fine with it to me. I'm going to let the Cox deal with you, Wayne Aranda. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was trying to wait for them to get here because I know they're little protesters. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sonia. I was going to ask, uh, were um, whites allowed in black restaurants? Yeah. So? Because they wanted to make white money, too. So it needs to go both ways. <laughs> but you can't force it, though. Not in a private business. Could you discriminate against whites? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to let them in. Hold on for the mic, I'm sorry. During that time, it was okay to discriminate against blacks, but if blacks tried to discriminate against whites, it might have 
uh, cause an issue. You know what I realized from this conversation? I've already realized it before, but I'm reminded now. Things were not the way y'all think they were. It wasn't what you've been told. Yes, there was some discrimination going on. Yes, you know, especially in the cities. It was more so in the cities than it was, I guess, in my area. But it wasn't as bad. It wasn't the way you guys think that it was. What do you, what do you mean it wasn't what we th- thought? Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> uh, it sounded like black people couldn't do anything. You know, like well, the, the white, it sounded like the white world was so big that it hindered us. And that's not true. No, they, blacks didn't have as much freedom to do as much as whites. A, a, white, a white person could go in the black community and start a business, but vice versa, that wasn't the case. But in some areas it was the case because in Hurstboro, where I grew up at, it was a white town. Downtown was white, and there was white businesses there. I mean black businesses there. Well, that's a small, uh, small area, yeah. small example, though, of a, a <laughs> much larger problem. But it wasn't as bad as you guys think. Well, it's kind of hard to accept that premise when you say it wasn't as bad as you think. When people are walking down the street and you see all this footage of people having dogs sent, sicked on them and uh, fire hoses sprayed on them, that looked pretty bad to me. Right. That was because they were having a protest. Right. If you go out there right now and protest... Unless you occupy Wall Street or somebody, they gonna put the dogs on you. No, we're we're allowed. No, we're allowed to. We're allowed to protest just so long. Now I'm not cause. saying it was all good. I, I just <laughs> I want to move on because I only wanted to make the point about a private business, a restaurant started by these folks. Why did they impose on them? I'm not talking. We getting all into all this other stuff, and I understand that the laws needed to change so that we can live in certain areas, move about freely, and especially if we were paying tax dollars for it. I'm not, that's not the issue at all with me. You understand that? Yeah, to a degree, yeah. Uh, to a degree? Yeah. Why not the whole degree? Because I think that you're looking at uh, a situation and you're not looking at the larger picture. Do you think if you start a restaurant yes. and you only want to cater to black people, you use your money, your hard work, your everything. Do you think anybody has a right to make you change that? I think people have the right to protest it. But that ain't what I asked, man. Do you think anyone has a right to make you change your rules with your business? Well, we have laws. I mean, I can open a business, but I still have to operate within certain parameters. That's not what I ask. Do you think personally that someone has a right to tell you what to do with your own private business. Who the government you should, does. Sir, should the they government force already you? does. I mean, to a degree. It depends on to what degree it is. I mean, I can't start a business and, and uh, have total and complete freedom. There's going to be some parameters where um, that, that's not, that a person can't do because it's not healthy. I'm going to ask mean, one more some, time. <laughs> and then, do you per- and, and I'm not trying to get you to agree. No, I, that's fine. I okay. have no problem. Man. Do you personally think that you started a business, you start your own business, you save your pennies, you work hard, you work overtime, it's now up and running, you got no money from the government, and you only want to cater to black people. Do anyone has a right to tell you you have to cater to somebody else? 
Uh, I don't know if I can. I have to think about that one because I, I think that's that's very narrow, a narrow scope. Uh, it's, it's some things that there are some gray areas in, in uh, some issues like this, and it's just not that. There are no black gray areas in life. I don't, I don't know. Only I, black and white. I don't agree. It's either right or wrong. It's either good or evil. There are no gray areas at all. Well, you have to convince me of that. Where are the gray areas? Well, uh, when you are looking at the situation when you're talking about civil rights and stuff like that. But I'm only talking about one thing, one aspect of the civil rights movement. Only one aspect. Okay. You're talking about one aspect, but it kind of, there's a larger society and a bigger picture that's going on. So I think the way you're framing the argument is, you're dealing with one tiny aspect of a situation when uh, the situation is a lot larger than that one tiny aspect. Uh, that's what he said, too. Okay, I could be wrong. I just always wondered about that. All right. So you're saying, yes, they should have forced those white people to change their mind with their own private restaurant. I think it was a good thing, yeah. Okay, what do you say, Ed? You know, it's funny. I hadn't really thought about this until you brought it up. Um, and I've been hearing everybody. Um, I, I'm most struck by the comments you just made where I'm a black, I want to open a restaurant. The answer was not clear, or at least, it, oh, no, the answer was clear, that he would more than likely say whites cannot come in, but blacks can come into a white-owned restaurant. There was a kind of an interesting back and forth right now. It seems one-sided on his part, which is just the mirror image of the other one. So, um, and in each case, you got the concept of private property, and you go from that to being told that your property's not private, to being told that you don't get to own it, to being told that it's taken away from you. Those are not big steps once you make that judgment. Very good point. And I'm very concerned today in society in general privacy. In fact, you know, it's funny. I I lived in Europe. Um, I lived in Italy. There is no such word as privacy in the Italian language. Well, it's faded here, too. Well, the notion, when they want to use the notion of privacy in the way we do, social, political, etc., private property, they use the English word. There is no Italian word. So the concept that we have is is in (laughs) Anglo-Saxon law, you know, is is very unique. And uh, the communist countries, for example, private conversations were not allowed. Any conversation between two people was owned by the state in Stalinist Russia. So you could be told what to do with your property at any time, and your property went all the way down to the words you used and the air you breathe. So I'd, I hadn't really thought of that. And then you start saying, you've got to defend private property. Now, I happen to know people who lost their businesses because they were rioted against, because they were destroyed in race riots. There yeah. was uh, an example of a, a white man that owned a grocery store in a black neighborhood. One man shop. He did his own butchering. He did his own stocking. I mean, it's a little little deal. It was taken away by violence. So uh, I hadn't really considered it till you brought that up. I would have said like they did, almost knee-jerk reaction. Well, sure. It was a protest there. It was the 60s. It was LBJ's, Great Society. <laughs> Yeah. And this is okay, and Medgar Evers, and blah, 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 blah. Well, those are all mixed up together. And in the cities, 
And the government is one thing, the private property. One thing I realize about life, and I'm growing into this, I'm not all the way there yet, is that we were created to be individuals first, to be, to be able to think and know the truth for yourself first so that you won't get caught up with the crowd and go that way because just because the crowd is doing it doesn't necessarily make it right. And if you're not like a free thinker, you'll get caught up with things and thoughts that are, it just absolutely makes no sense at all and you're enslaving yourself. And you won't be of any good to the world because everybody's thinking alike and doing the same thing. And I see this over and over again. I'm overcoming it too, believe me, because I can... If I don't stop for a moment, I'll find myself getting excited and caught up with the crowd as well. But um, 90% of the time, I almost said 99, but there are exceptions to the rule. 90% of the time, the crowd is wrong. The crowd is absolutely wrong. That's why God, well, one of the reasons God said that only a few people will find that straight and narrow path and, and just follow that path where the majority of the people are going to be just one mind on their way straight to hell. And then if you are an individual who thinks for him or herself, you got to fight everybody on it because the crowd is going to judge you for, uh, can they go back into the school for the kids? Yeah. They try to act like they're all bored. Um, and then if you are an individual thinker just get ready you're going to have to fight the crowd because one thing about the crowd they can't handle they cannot handle looking to the right and seeing an individual stand there and not a part of them they cannot handle that because I think it reminds them that they're wrong there may be something wrong in what they're doing if everybody is not a part of it and so they're going to come after you, whether it's in your family, your church, your school, your organization, your job, and anything. They cannot handle one person standing away from the crowd. So be ready for that fight. But stand on what you believe in. I'm telling you, it's the, when you wake up, you're going to see it's the way of life. You're just going to be attacked. Let me do this because I'm going to stop this conversation a few minutes here. Even if the Lord got us having this, we're going to... Uh, oh, right here, this young lady. And there we go. Um, what was my point? It's been so long, you forgot, huh? Yeah. No, I think when you asked the, the specific question about private property, I agree with you. Yeah. But when you put it in the context of what went on during the civil rights, I think that it's a different set of circumstances. Because back then, I think that the law and regulation, it favored white people more than blacks or any other it did so it wasn't apples to apples if you want to start a business go ahead and that's your private property and then you obtain your own black uh, property if you're black that just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same so the retaliation well not necessarily true in some cases yes but i when i was growing up i knew people who owned their my best friend uh, I've known him from the first grade all the way through high school and college and everything. He went to college, I didn't. But 
they grew up like white folks. They had acres and acres of land, right? And they grew up what seemed to be wealthy. We would have to be stopped school for a while to work the plantation while he went to school. I have an aunt who married a guy. They got married. They bought acres and acres of land. They had a truckload of babies and sent them all to college. And we were growing up in the same era. So it's, you can find that in some cases, but in some cases, black people owning land and doing their thing. Right, but, but it wasn't a all or nothing. There was some. And let's say, I'm just throwing out numbers for as an example, but let's say that in, on the black side, you had two out of ten that owned property and, and, you know, were well off. But if you were white, you probably had five out of ten because you had, you know, right now you talk about SBA loans. Those are all things that have happened. Those are uh, things to help you start a business. Back then, you it was harder to start a business. So I think that you were retaliating against the laws themselves. I, I think I know what happened now. I just realized something. But I'm going to let Patrick have the last word, and then I'll clear this up, I think, and move forward. You're correct in what you said, that uh, private business has a right to do what they want as long as they're not, um, you know, there's a point where you can say, well, they're not violating certain things. But basically, they can do what they want. There is a freedom of association that's inherent in our founding documents. Uh, which is different. You made a nice difference between the private and the public. Right. If you had a bus and um, the lady that wasn't allowed on the bus, I can't think of her name, but... Margaret Sanger. Uh, Margaret Sanger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... Uh, Condoleezza Rice. You're right. Rosa Parks. Oh, yeah. So Rosa Parks wasn't allowed on a city bus. <laughs> you know, obviously that's a... They, a, a, a wrong that the society right. has to correct. And I'm not talking about that. But if somebody has a business and it's their own business, there is a freedom of association. You used to go into businesses, you don't see this much anymore, you used to go into businesses and see signs that say, we reserve the right to serve whoever we want. Right. You know, uh, right. shirts and shoes required, whatever. There are certain rules that they kind of create. What was violated there, and you're right, and at first I didn't think about it either because, you know, you had people like Dr. King who we consider good people who were in favor of certain things. So this good person was in favor of it, therefore it must have been okay. Yeah. Um, but, but it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay to do it that way. Uh, because the problem is you violated a certain principle. Yeah. And now that you violated that principle, you have, there's a slope that keeps going down and, and down go, and down. It goes so on you, and you on. You look at the average business today, yeah. because of that principle being violated of what you can't do in your business, now the average business today does not have any freedom. They have to hire homosexuals to uh, work the food, which is insane. Uh, you, you, it is insane. I mean, in the age of AIDS, it is insane to have out, outright homosexuals making food. Sorry, that, that's the truth. It's not insane if the private business wanted to do that on their own and not forced by the government to do yeah, it. Yeah, if somebody... If, if you started your own business. Right, if somebody's into that and they want homosexuals... Uh, uh, you know, in the age of AIDS, uh, working with food, fine, it's your business. But if I have a business and I don't want that, I should have the right to say, no, I don't want that. But yeah. in today, because of just what you mentioned, once the principle is broken, then you can use that principle There's for anything you want. slope, that's right. 
And I'm, again, I'm only talking about private business, a business you built with your own hand. And if you're foolish enough, and I don't even want to call it foolish, because if you decide I only want to serve this group of people, that's not necessarily foolish. That's what you want. And I just, I, I, you know, I have been thinking about that. Why did they force these people to do that? Now, what I realized from what you said, there was two things, there were, there was two things going on in the South. You had the NAACP and others getting people all upset and involved, where the elderly people didn't care about that kind of stuff. You know, if somebody didn't want them in their cafe, they're like, I don't care. I don't want to be there if you don't want me there. And they'll do their own thing, or they'll go to a restaurant where there was no problem in whatever color you were, or they'll start their own businesses. They were not going to impose their will on anybody. But in the city, like Montgomery, where the city folks live, and most lived in the projects anyway, the uh, NWACP and others was able to gather these people together and just start this whole thing. And the, and the crowd gathered together, and they made it into what it became. But when you were an individual down there, I don't care if it was my, my aunt house, my daddy's house, and they don't want you there, it was no big deal. And you didn't get mad at the people because they didn't want, they had a right to do it. So it was the so-called leadership that started that stuff, I think. Because the normal black people weren't thinking that way. They didn't impose themselves on, themselves on anyone. And, it, and I, I had that same attitude right now. I'm like, okay, fine. You don't want me over there, fine. You don't want to be my friend, fine. I'm not mad. You have a right not to be my friend. You have a right to be free and do your thing, and I don't have a right to hold it against you. And we're losing that way of thinking, that idea now, because we're so used to making decisions based on what everybody else thinks about it instead of what we can see for ourselves and what we want. Anybody disagree with that point? Oh, good. I want to disagree her. And then I'll come. Yes. I think that if you are going to have a public business and you're going to do business in a city, uh, you should serve everybody. I don't think it's, you should have the right to say discriminate. Even if say, it's your I, own money, your I, whole I don't hardware. care whether it's your own money or not. If you want to participate and you're going to get licensed by the state of California. You pay for that license. Where, yeah, you pay for that license. And everybody else throws money in the till along with you paying for that license. For you to be able to have your business. In no, nobody city. else pay for your no, license no, but you. No, they pay for the roads, the sidewalks, and everything else, Jesse. <laughs> Are okay. you serious? Yeah. I, believe so, that, I don't believe that you should, should uh, be able to have a business and discriminate against people and say that you can't come here and, and, and eat or you can't come in my business and purchase things. I'm glad you made it here in time because I, I, I knew you. Yeah, I, I thought I, about you this morning. Well, I just don't think that's right. That's okay, all. so let me, and not that I'm putting you down. I've been in those situations before. Okay, so let me ask you know, so. again. If you got up one morning 50 years ago and you decided, you know what, I'm going to start my own cafe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to put my money into it, I'm not going to ask the government for anything. I'm going to build my own business. But I only want to cater to yellow people. I don't want any reds, any orange, any blacks, any whites, just yellow people. You believe that somebody should come and tell you you don't have a right to do that? Uh Uh-huh. I don't think that 
Whenever they pause, I, 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 I got them. I mean, if you're going to have a business, I mean, <laughs> you, you, want a, you want a business, you're going to be in the community of where people have businesses and what have you. How are you right, but going to, how, I mean, to me, it just, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's, first of all, it's not, it doesn't make good business sense to do that. Well, I said that. I said if somebody would be foolish okay. enough to do that, they should have a right to do it. But when I'm asking you, you would want somebody to tell you, you got to have all these other colors to come in. I think if you want to have your business, uh, you want to have a business and you're going to be licensed by whatever city you're going to be in, then I think you've got to abide by the rules. The licenses are not free. Well, and the licenses are so they can take your money and do something else with it. And I'm not talking about that. And so you believe that somebody should be able to tell you that you've got to have everybody come in in your own private, hardworking, building business self. Now, you're right. It may not make good business sense. I agree with that. But that's your choice. Well, why don't we just carry it on over in other things as well? Like we should. Why don't we do it with the service station, the swimming pools, and, and as the long schools, you build it and with all your the own rest money. of them say that, hey, only pink people can go over here, only green people can go over here. No, that's, I just don't think that's just a good thing. Because I want to really get stuff. into something else real fast here. Let me go back to the point. You believe someone should tell you that you have to let somebody else in. With your own private money, private work, private building. You would want somebody to come and tell you, you got to let them in. I mean, Jesse, that's just my mindset. If I'm going to open the business, I'm opening it to everybody. No, that's not what I'm asking. Okay. I'm asking about the freedom of it. You believe someone should tell what you, you, what you, somebody come from some. What, what are you trying to get from this? I don't, oh, you weren't here when we started the conversation, huh? You were not here. No. Oh, I have to tell you later then. Black people are always late, and then they want, then they want to get into conversation and argue with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just <laughs> no, you're not you arguing with me. But I'll tell you, because of time, I can't go back right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the clock, and it's going by just like that. Okay. But I'll tell you later. Um, no, don't be raising your hands. I'm going to let you have the last word on this, because you, you don't want it. Oh, good. Good. So, what's the point made? My point made? Yes. Yeah? Yes, Now, again, I'm not talking about any business that our tax dollars are going into. Is that clear? Yes. If we pay for it, anybody that's paying into this should have a right. I'm talking about when you do, it's like your private home. You go out and buy your house, and you don't want Aunt Jenny to come over. And the rest of the family are going to get mad at you because you don't want Aunt Jenny there. Now, Aunt Jenny trying to come anyway. There's something wrong with that. It's like the water. I get these bills from the water and power, whomever we have to pay it to. And every time I look around, they tell me my water bill went up. And I'm like, I don't want my water bill to keep going up. I bought this house. Don't I have a right for this? And they tell me the trash bill going up. And you just have, and then now they tell you you have to have certain things in your own home. You got to have this and that and that. You got to have so many fire alarm things, you know. If I want to get burned up in my house, let me get burned up. <laughs> I don't want an alarm. To... <laughs> if a fire should come and I don't want an alarm to wake me up, don't I have a right? But then our tax dollars have to pay for your fire truck. No, I have insurance. <laughs> yeah, oh, fire truck. Yeah. That's a good point. It gets burned up with your fire out. What about that guy? Insurance take care of it. Oh. 
I want to move. I, I just want that primary point. I'm only talking about when they built their own business with their own hands and they said no to the blacks. There was no tax dollars from us or anyone else. I think they had a right. I just never understood that. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, anybody want to yell at me about that? Because I do want to give the person who stone disagreed the opportunity. So it doesn't look like I'm running away from it or anything. Okay. Um, over the weekend, I, um, I had a chance. Boy, it's too late now. He's going to raise his hand. I'm moving on. Yes, sir. Only because it's Thanksgiving weekend. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I just want to throw you the issue about that I could hear echoing in my mind. is someone would say, there's one store in a small community like the one you grew up in. If you're going to, you know, cater to only certain type of people and reserve the right to to uh, reject other people, what if these people are in need? You're the only store for them to get supplies, and they they suffer hardship. <laughs> then, so then, you're saying so, that so if Hurricane Katrina came, so your right would uh, infringe on it would even cause harm to other people. That's an unusual circumstance. I hope that it. I hope that in an emergency situation like that, most of the time, not all the time, not all, not all, most of the time, and not all, not all, not all, if a, if a person takes the time to build a business, you know, they work hard, they make that sacrifice uh, to build their own business, they're developing character anyway, they're going to help, in, they're going to naturally help in a time of in a situation like that. It's only selfish people who wouldn't want to just naturally help. I agree with that. That's common sense. Yeah. That's a common sense answer. I agree with that. Yeah. So don't worry about that part. It's all the people in the government that don't want to give you nothing when you have emergency. Because when you build a business, you're building character. You're like, you're a different kind of a person. You know what I'm saying? All right. You say, no way? What part does it make sense? Well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you said then this guy that has this business doesn't want to cater to everybody. Under other circumstances, all of a sudden he's going to be a good guy and say, hey, uh, let me help everybody out. Come I on, said there are exceptions to the rule, but most of the time. You can, bat, you can find bad guys in any situation. Well, I mean, right a, 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 guy, a guy that, uh, is, uh, that has compassion for his fellow man wouldn't open up a business and say, I don't want anybody else to come here but just people that's my color. They wouldn't do it. I just said it was a wise idea for the business say, I owner. I didn't say anything about wise. I just said they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do what now? Repeat that. I said a person that has compassion for Oh, let me for tell you what the conversation is about so you'll know. Maybe that'll help you understand. And I'll make it short. I asked a question in the opening here. I saw this civil rights movement tape again over the weekend. And I saw black people sitting in on private restaurants of the white folks. It had nothing to do with tax dollars. They built their own businesses, and black people went and, and did a sit-in on them, forcing these people to feed them, and the whites didn't want to. And I never understood why black people did that. And this, well, some black people did that during the civil rights movement because those white people had a right. They built their own business, businesses, and we were not paying taxes for it. They had a right to decide who they want into their own company. I mean, basically, what you're saying is that things should go back the way they used to be. That's not what I'm saying. 20 years. That's what it sounds like to me. 
How you saying that? How you hear that? Running. That's what you're saying? Let me ask your wife. You said you feel that it's okay for things to be the way they were. What do you hear, Rhonda? Rhonda, what do you hear? Uh, I don't think you have good time today. Because really, if you think about that, you know, they built their businesses on the backs of blacks, you know. Black what do you mean by that? Because black people made this country, you know, they helped build this country up and they were segregated against and they couldn't have their own businesses. So, Oh, you missed like the first half. <laughs> Such a, but see, that's not necessarily true. We went over that. Mm-hmm. I can't repeat it right now. Okay. Yeah. But watch it on, on Monday. You'll see what we said about it. This is so interesting. It's something about how the mindset work, works. Um, nobody else raised your hand on it. <laughs> Pat, stop frowning. He was like all into it. Yes. Um, you said that uh, there's exception to the rules. With bad people. In any situation, there are some good people and there are some bad people. But you, just in general, you said that there are exceptions to the rules. When I said that he, there are good and bad. When he gave the example about, right. um, you know, how discrimination uh, can have a negative effect. Uh, well, if there's no exception, if there are exceptions to the rules... Um, how can you say that there is no gray area if there are exceptions to the rules? Meaning because the that exception creates a gray area. Where's the gray area in that? I said that there are some bad people and there are some good people in any group. Where's the gray? In the sense of like when he said um, if somebody has a business and they only want to serve a certain community, and then you brought in the idea. A private business that they started themselves. Yeah, I'm just listen, just let me finish. No, I just want a point to be out there. Okay. Uh, so someone starts their business, they only, only want to serve a certain segment of the community. So then you brought in the idea of a, a situation like a Hurricane Katrina. And that person who owns that only business that can supply people with, uh, with food, they stand on the principle in which they believe. They're like, well, I'm not serving these people because I have the right with my business to watch, sit here and watch you starve to death. Right. And they I do have see, a right to that. Yeah, but I don't. That doesn't mean that it's, it could be called bad, you know, in that where's your heart that you won't help people. I can't see it being good. Right. How can that but be they, good? But they still have a right to be wrong. Yeah, how, yeah. people have a right to be wrong, but how far do you let that wrong go? As long as it doesn't interfere with your life, as far as they want to take it. But the people who are in the disastrous situation, who are in need of food or in need of, of, of goods, it is affecting them. But I didn't start my business with a promise that if Hurricane Katrina should come, I'm going to feed y'all. No, I understand that. You started a business to make profits. Right. But... Uh, but uh, but the person right down the road, good person, they're going to help out. But and that, that person has a right to help out or not to help out. Yeah, yeah, but in the scenario which he created, it was a situation where the only person who was who had the ability to truly uh, serve or uh, help the situation was the one with that idea. What? So. The only person who was in the position of being able to sell goods to the people who needed it right. is the same person who has the idea of, like, I'm not going to help them because it's against my policy. You don't have a right to do that? Yeah, but that's not good. I know it. I mean, you may but deem it, it as not good, but they but have a right to do it, though. You, yeah, and then you're saying 
um, it seems to me as if you're coming across like uh, that's okay and that's fine. You have the right to do it. Everybody has rights, but you know, I mean, oh, you we have laws on the books. But well, hold on, let me just say this: we have laws on the books. Like the, you know, you can't kill somebody. You, you, I can very well go get a gun and kill somebody, and I have the right to do it. But I'm going to have to face the consequences. You don't have a have, right to do that. Well, I mean, just saying, like, <laughs> I made. I, I just think the way that you're coming across with it is that people have the right to do certain things, and it's okay. And I don't think that it's okay. You don't think we as human beings in the United States of America have a right to do certain things? No. We don't have a right to liberty. We don't have a right to We have uh, the right uh, to, to do a lot of bad things. Huh? We have a, lot, a right to do a lot of bad things, but that doesn't do make it right. Do we have a right to do a lot of good things? Yeah, we do, but... A lot of good things sometimes are not exercised until there's a counterforce to, to protest it. I'm not getting you. I understand you because a lot of people think that way. Where is your freedom of, where is your thinking of freedom, of individuality, of well, my right no, as a human being? Because there's no, I don't think that, I don't think we live in total freedom, though. Right, because you're giving it up with that mindset. Not necessarily. <laughs> if in total freedom, if everything was purely laissez-faire, people could do whatever they wanted to and face no consequences. Well, see, there has to be. There are laws on the book for the lawless, and that's good. But I'm talking about this one particular situation where you build your own thing with your own money, your hard work. You stayed up late at night. You worked Saturday, Sunday, while everybody out partying. And you did it because you, this is what you wanted for your business. You're not hurting anyone else. You should have that right. I have to think about that. Good, man. Good. I can't take anybody else. No, I'm ready. I want to. One What about you and your house? What about my house? I, I, have, I worked hard to buy my house. Should I be able to sell it to whoever I want to be able to sell it to? You should be able to sell it to whomever you have the money that want to buy it. Should I be able to sell it to whoever I want to sell it to, not to who has the money? Should I have the right to sell yes. it to who I want to sell it to? Yes. Okay. Let's, I don't understand your point. You disagree with me. No, no. I, it, and you didn't no, mean no, to agree no, with what me. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we might as well, you, you, you know, oh, what, that Jesus. used to be, a, there's a law against that now where you can't discriminate who you sell your house to. And that's wrong. Okay, but you're saying that I should be able to, I, I earn my money, I earn the money to buy that house, I should be able to sell it to who I want. If I only want to sell it to brown people, that's who I, I, I have the right to sell it to, is what you're saying. That right, okay. and no law has a right to tell you you got to sell it to every other color. Hmm. And, and now, again, it wouldn't be business, it wouldn't make business sense, but you have a right to do that. I just. Wow, we have lost the concept of freedom. I don't yes, that. that's right. I'm blown away by this. I had no idea that this was going to come through this. I really didn't. It explains a lot. I'm, I'm glad, though. I'm glad you disagree because now it's opened up my eyes, too. Pat, go ahead. Since I got to work with you. Basically, you wouldn't be able to live where you live right now if, if that was the case because they used to put those things in the deeds of the properties that uh, the, uh, what the, the bylaws or whatever they call them, it was something in, 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 the, in the, it's, yeah, it was in the deed where a black person couldn't buy a house in a certain neighborhood, period. 
I don't, I don't, you asked me, was it all right if I'm black well, no. and I want to sell my house only to red people, should I have that right? And I said, yes. Yeah. And what I'm saying to you, that used to be the law. Where you could not, where you could not buy a house in certain areas because it was in the deed that this house could not be sold to a black person. You're saying the deed restriction is wrong because you should be able to sell it to wherever you want. Right. You should have that kind I'm not talking about somebody came in and put a law there to force you to go against what you want. I'm saying you should have the right to do what you want with your stuff. So what you're saying is just like what are you saying? Deed restriction is fine with you. That's no, the should there should not. Wrong. There should not be any deed restrictions. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. A deed is just your own private property. Amazing stuff. Stating that a black person can't buy that property. You know what? Let's Only do white this. people can buy these properties. That's, that's basically what you're saying. It used to be right here in California, man. It was but look, places. that was wrong. If they brought in a right, law that says, wrong. Wayne, you bought this house, you own this house, you pay for this house, you whatever to this house, I'm going to bring in a law that says you got to sell it to anybody that want to buy it. That's wrong. You should be able to make that choice. It's wrong with their you see my point, Wayne? Because your freedom has just been taken away with your own stuff. Also, my freedom has been taken away because I can't move and live where I want to live. But if they didn't have a law that's... Huh, you messing me up. Yeah, I'm messing you up. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Let me take Pat. No. You said you didn't want it. That's, see, that's why you don't want to give up your rights. That's right. Pat. Make it real short, real three, four words or less. We have five minutes left. I just want to bring up something that hasn't been brought up. We talk about the white folks that did this way back when. But we're not thinking about there's black folks that are doing this today. It's called a black-owned business. You go in the black community and somebody puts a sign out and says, this is a black-owned business. Now, it doesn't say outwardly no whites are allowed, but the implication is, and I've seen banks like this too. But let me just say this to save you time. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Yeah. Right. No, no, the implication is... Hey, we don't have a wait, civil rights riot up here. The implication, Hold on. Is we want to, the implication is we want to sell and work with black folks. A lot of times it is that. That is the implication. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you have the right to do that. Now, if there are black people who only want to sell their homes to black people... And they bought it and they own it. They have a right to do it. I'm saying there is. But, but, but we have to remember that's people are doing that same thing today. It's a discriminatory type of practice but, that is being done. I'm for it. I'm just saying it's out there. If you had a white person that said white-owned business, they'd have them take down that sign. Let me tell you all about in a minute. Very, very interesting conversation. It really is. is now I see why the Lord put that on my heart to talk about this. <laughs> No, we're out of town now. Out of town. We're out of time now. Yeah. I, I want to tell you this and hope this will help. I had no idea this conversation. Would go. I thought it was just to be a five-minute conversation. You guys scream me out. That's why you can never believe what you think. Over the weekend, I saw a portion of a film on a, a friend of mine recorded for me so I can see it. And it was so interesting, and it's going to hopefully help us all here today and out there. These scientists... Uh, uh, discovered that what Bill uh, 
Oh, these scientists, Bill was trying to, I don't know what it was, I thought something had broken down in there or something. Um, these scientists discovered that, and then I, we'll talk about it more next week, that, that there is more to this earth, this world, than what we can see. They, 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 they gave it examples of it, how you could be looking at one thing, but your mind will not let you see it for what it is. It won't let you see the reality of what you're looking at. It'll come in right away and, and, and give you a different impression about it or shut it down so that you don't see the other reality around us. They were, they were talking about how there is another world, world, another reality around us and that most people don't see it, and they're now coming into this. They're starting to discover it, and they're talking about it a little bit more. The program was so interesting. So I'm sitting there watching this program's program. They gave an example how somebody, you know, like a magician, would take a ball, and they'll throw it up three times, and then whatever they do with it. You're looking at what's happening, but your mind is giving you another perception of it, but you're, so you're not seeing the real reality but if you didn't get into your mind about what you were looking at, then you could see what the guy does with the ball or, or, or anything else that's going on around you. And so I was telling another friend about this, and he reminded me of a, uh, oh, man, there was a, uh, a prophet or an army guy in the Bible where he went out to war, and he only had a few army men. Do you know the name of that guy? Elisha. And you heard that story? He only had a few army men. So when they got out on the battlefield, they discovered that there was a big army that they were coming up against, right? And so uh, some of the people in his army became afraid. And they were like, no, we're not going to be able to fight this battle because they have more men to fight against us. So we, we, you know, we shouldn't do this. And so the guy, the head of the army told him, don't worry, you can't see it, but we have a massive army around us. But it's just that you can't see it. So he was not able to see it. So what God did was took the veil off his eyes so that he could see, and he was able to see the massive army around him. And it was only the blind that were not able, you found it? Yeah, go over here with the mic. Uh, And I made this point, and I'm glad I did the thing now with the restaurant thing and all that. Because what you don't, what most people don't know is that you're not seeing reality. You're really not seeing reality. Your mind would not, that's why God said, bring all imaginations into captivity so that these things cannot control you and deceive you. But there's a whole nother reality right here, right now, with us. But if you live in your head, you're not going to see it. This program was so powerful. Uh, read that for me real fast. All right, this is Second Kings 6.15. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, please strike this people with blindness. And I say that to say to you, especially after today's conversation, you got to wake up. You got to stop believing anything that your imagination tells you, tells you about anything. You got to walk by faith and not by your imagination. And so I urge you to get over this anger so you can repent so that you may see clearly. God is with us and he's always protecting us. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.